in this morning. We always look forward to, uh, to coming to Grantham. I've got Confessions Good for the Soul. I always say that to every location where we go. It's always good to come and see you, but it is good to see you this morning. I want to please God, inspire us this morning in our prayer lives as I um, chat with people, Christian, non-Christian. 80% of our nation claim to pray, and of that, only 7% claim to have a chat with God on a daily basis. Some find themselves in a place where they compartmentalize God, they put him in a box, that's a, a box with, within our mind, with, with him out on a Sunday. But the reality is, for each and every one of us, for us to live our lives to the full, we do need to engage with a holy God, a Father God, in a conversation. Can I say that again? In a conversation. And for the third time, I'm going to repeat that. In a conversation with Father God for the betterment of his spirit, soul, and body. I'm praying for a drenching of the Holy Spirit to come this morning upon our lives. Something of a fresh passion. That when we open our Bibles, we won't just open it and go, what's the daily reading today? But we'll open our Bibles and say, God, what are you willing to speak into my life today? Stuart just quoted there on the DVD that the disciples even came to Jesus and said, look here, would you teach us how to pray? And there we find in, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13, we read this. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, good place to start. That's a recognition of where we are and where God is. I believe in a friendly God. I believe in a God who listens to our prayers, who sings over us daily. I also believe in a God who needs to be in his proper place. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not what Mark Hutton wants to do today. I was pleased that Liverpool won last night. Come on, you man. But that's a, a separate issue. Did I say a prayer? Yes, I did. I've got friends who are Tottenham supporters, and they did. And all that I can say to us, it wasn't your time. But the fact about it is, it's for us, as we approach a holy God, to come as we are, who we are, not to try and be anybody else. Not to put an act on to be some holy roly, but to be the person we are and to come and have a conversation with God. When was the last time we actually had that conversation with God? When was the time we, we were on our own maybe and at that time? When was the time we was in our busy office and everything was coming left and right and things were piling up and we cried out to God? Do we ask God in our workplace for favor? I, I, I just love the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm on this journey now. It's five years nearly that I said to the Holy Spirit, I, I just love the fellowship with you in church environment. I just love the anointing that you bring. But I want this out in what we would call secular life. I want this out in, in, in my workplace. I want you to do things that I'm not expecting. I'm not capable of professionally. I want you to, to go places in people's lives that touch them in the very spirit that I can't even say and in the health service can't even declare. But be in the place of saying, touch your life. An 85-year-old lady, two weeks ago, came in for a medication review. This lady knocked on the door, came in, and she entered to sit down, bawling her eyes out. Was it looking funny? Was it something unique about me? Sat in the chair in front of my computer. So respectfully, I said, what, what's the matter? What's going on? What's going on? She said, uh, I'm 85. She said, and this is the end. You've got to take my medicines off me. This is the end. 
I said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm here to benefit you, to get the most out of your medicines. And just at that time, I just said to her, can you breathe? She said, yes. I said, have you had breakfast? She said, yes. I said, have you got home? She said, yes. I said, have you got here easily? She said, yes. And to cut a long story short, I spent two or three minutes bombarding this lady of, have you got, can you do, can you do, have you, and to everything, she said, yes. I said, at 85, you can do all of these things. Why do you think your life is over? And she goes, well, uh, you're going to review, I said, no, no, we're going to do that. But you need a new, a new concept of life. You've got years ahead of you, please God. What are you going to do with it? When was the last time you went on holiday? She said, oh, four, four years ago. She said, my husband passed away. I said, have, have you got any interest in, in life? Do you do anything? So she watches soaps and, and that's it. I said, what would you really like to do in life? She said, I'd love to have a dog, but I'm too old. I said, that's rubbish. I said, you know, there's a dog waiting in a rescue center, wanting a loving home. Somebody that's going to pour love into its life. Why don't you do it? She said, well, my son's been on to me saying that I should have done that. She said, but since my husband died, she said, I felt I can't do anything. I said, no, that's not it. Then I'm illustrating that this morning because it's not of my professionalism. I'd like to think facets of that is. But it's just a nudge, I believe, of the Holy Spirit that I ask for in my everyday life. Holy Spirit, would you just do something in my life to put some in. Listen, that lady, after a quarter of an hour, left the consulting room, smiling, happy, declaring to me she was going to phone her son to go to the rescue center to find a dog. And also, she's going to go on holiday this year. I can't wait for my next appointment with that lady in three months' time. Is that spiritual aspects? Am I declaring the goodness of Jesus in her life? No, it wasn't. Am I guiding it into the right way to heaven in that few moments? Well, no. But I was being the salt and light that I'm called to be. I was in that place where if I pray and I ask God to use me, I've got to take some steps and put it into action. How dynamic is your day? When you wake up in the morning, are you filled with excitement about what lies ahead? There's an 85-year-old lady now who is excited about the rest of her life, who thought everything was over. Dear God, help us to have our chats with God. To feel, to feel his presence in our lives. Forgive us, give us today our daily bread. Forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. It's awesome stuff, this. But to have a chat with God, empowered and anointed by his Holy Spirit, makes all the difference. I love talking to all you guys. We've had good chats earlier with many of you. But there's something I passionately love about having a chat with God. Do I have to get on my knees in front of a cross, in front of an altar to talk with God? No. Can I be in my car, driving, have a chat with God? Yes. Can I be in a busy surgery or a pharmacy and have a chat with God? Yes. The fact is, folks, this morning, the choice is mine. The choice is yours. Do you want to exist as a Christian, just having every day the same? Or do you want every day to be a unique experience of a holy God in your life? It comes with a conversation with a holy God. And I love this. Scripture is packed and packed with examples when God talks to his people and then he leads them on. So the first point this morning I want to talk about is the Holy Spirit helps us in our life. There was a guy called John, man of God. Before the birth of Jesus, loved God passionately. 
and wanted other people to love God too. He went round sharing his faith in God and baptizing people in rivers and ponds and lakes. There was a day came where it was by the River Jordan and people were getting in and out and try to just picture this. Lots and lots of people were getting to the river to be baptized. And suddenly, one individual stepped in that water and instantly, John felt different. There was something unique about this. He was there with Jesus, Emmanuel, God as man, at the side of him. And we read there quite clearly, don't we, that at that time, the heavens opened. And as their heavens opened, God spoke and said, this is my beloved son. But then, pow, something very unique happened. The Holy Spirit, we read, like a dove. This wasn't ruach, a mighty wind coming through. This wasn't tongues of fire dropping out of heaven like liquid gold. There was something of a peace came at that moment in time. A holy, I believe, silence as the Holy Spirit, the dove, came and rested on Jesus. Where the Holy Spirit is present, things have got to be different. In church, together as fellow Christians, outside that door, in community, where the presence of the Holy Spirit is, things have got to be different. And Jesus went, didn't he? Went to the synagogue. And uh, the reading for the day, and if you turn to Isaiah 61, we read the following. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. This was the reading for the day in the synagogue. Can you, can you just begin to... to Sense what this was like in that synagogue. The daily reading opened. Opened at the front was Isaiah 61. And here was Jesus, the promised Messiah, come, God as man, reading this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to an 85-year-old lady who thinks her life is over. I'm there to proclaim life into her life. Freedom to the captives, to release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord for the display of his splendor. The Holy Spirit comes to make a difference. If you're anything like me, I like things to be easy in life. The day was, in my younger days, there used to be a company called MFI. It was a kitchen and wardrobe company. In our early days of marriage, we used to wait for the sales at MFI and then go along and buy these things, and they look really good set up in a showroom. But then you go and pay for it, and you've got to go to the reception place to, to collect. Man alive, the first time I went and did that, it was a real educational thunder blunder for me. Why? Because of the sheer weight of those jolly cardboard boxes. They're heavy, aren't they? Have you ever done it? And so what I did... Mark Hutton, DIY excellence, I thought. Went home, everything out all over the place, nuts, bolts, screws, you know, and everything. Started putting things together. And the first kitchen cupboard looked okay. 
But then I thought, why have you put extra bits in? What's the point in putting jolly extra screws and fasteners in this, idiots? And then realized when I tried to put the first screw in, it won't go in properly. And thought, oh, what about that? And then I decided to read the instruction leaflet. I don't know. In those days, I used to work really late on these sort of things. Pretend it was half past 11 at night. Could have been half past 1 in the morning. But there was me with, with my tools having to take all this apart again completely, right the way down. And then start with the instruction leaflet and put all the number 8 screws together put all the little bolts together so they were in order and then piece by piece I built the first kitchen cupboard. It was a hard learning curve for me at that time. But after that I realised that these pieces of paper put in kitchen cabinet self-assemblies are there for a purpose. They're there to help me. Not to tell me I'm an idiot. I was the idiot for not using it. But to help me put together brilliant kitchens. And over the years, I've knocked quite a few of those together, but done it in order. The Holy Spirit comes not to hinder us, but to guide us and say, look, this is how to do it. You don't just pick up your guitar, pick up a few words and sing them. You ask for the Holy Spirit to come as you do and anoint you and guide you and lead you. You don't just go out of the back here and say, right, come on kids, come together. We're having a happy, clappy Sunday morning. There's all the preparation that goes on because you're pouring your life into these young lives to see their lives bettered for it. We don't just turn up on a Sunday morning Put a plastic span on our face and say, welcome. No, we come with the attitude of your welcome team here. With a heart. You meet before and you meet the people and give them a welcome that is genuine. There's a lot of phony stuff around in the world. But by God's grace, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we are the genuine deal. So the Holy Spirit, he helps us. In the same way, it starts off in Romans 8 verse 26. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. There's too many people in our nation not prepared to share their weakness. And sad to say, that has been displayed in the most awful manner in our Houses of Parliament at this time. It's nothing to do with politics. It's a statement of fact. Whatever political persuasion we are on, we are a laughingstock because of pride. We are a laughingstock because people want to do their own thing rather than what the nation has called for. But the Holy Spirit is there. He's there to help us. Secondly, The Holy Spirit is there to plead for us. Now, this is quite interesting. If you look at there, verse 26 in the second part, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Now then, I was thinking about this wordless groans this week, amusing over it. And it really only came into reality on Friday when I was thinking, oh, I hope they win. I really hope they win. Oh, there's this, and Kane's playing now for Tottenham. Oh, I really hope they win. And something of a natural groaning within myself came into being because I was hoping Kane wouldn't be playing and this, that, and the other. And and then I started laughing. I, I just had a bit of time of helpless laugh at myself because I thought, what a jolly idiot. This is a bag of wind being kicked around. And I'm, I'm having a bit of groany moany here. And then I'd read this scripture about, about, about the groans in the spirit. 
And then something clicked. It's not the fact of having some sort of naff grown or being off with life. It's something inside that you actually feel. It's something there that brings a reality into life of a concern that you can only quantify by the feelings in your gut. Some people say, oh, I feel really tight about this. I I feel so emotional. I, I, I look at this and look at that. I feel. And that's what it's all about. Now then, the Holy Spirit is there to help us. We noted that. The Holy Spirit is there to plead for us. Intercede. Do you know that's the only time in the New Testament the word intercede is stated? Now then. I don't want to offend anybody, but it's my belief, it's my conviction that we have people who believe they are professional prayers. Great respect, sometimes they title themselves, and they title themselves with terms like intercessors, which is good, there's a time for that. But the thing about it is in scripture, we don't see that. We see that we're called to communicate with God. We come as we are with our faith. And my faith is incredibly simple. I'm standing here this morning as a bloke who takes God for being God. I've got no particular formulas for prayer. But I open my mouth and I chat with God. Dear friend of mine who's a church leader went to an event one year. I wanted to go and join and pray. So, shouldn't laugh. This leader went and knocked on the door for this prayer time that had a big sign on the front, intercessory prayer. And he could hear sticks going on the floor inside and all sorts of stuff, you see. Knocked knocked on the door. The door opened and he said, yes. And this is a church leader in our nation. said, "Uh, I'd like to come in and pray. And he said, are you an intercessor? So this church leader said, "Uh, well, I believe I am. Yeah, but do you know? He said, doesn't matter. I'll go and pray in my tent. That's a sad reflection, isn't it? And God protects us from that. I want to see a release of prayer in our nation that is on the streets. That is in the lives of, of, of children. You want to hear my grandkids pray. I love it. I, I, I love the simplicity. I love the exactness. Uh, I love the statements that tots make to God. Open of what they're really feeling. The, the, the sense of what is going on. The reality of God. And the fact they can talk to him. And talk about this, that and the other. And the hope the friend's better tomorrow. And he's happier and stops moaning. And and you think, dear Lord, this is incredible. Oh, that Alice don't think the teddy bear again. You know, this is what it's all about. But you know, in sincerity, really sincere this morning. If it was just possible this morning that as Christians we could just grab that. we, We could just grab the essence of the simplicity of faith of a child. And apply that in a... Can you imagine what our nation will be like? Can you imagine what church will be like? 42% state that they're praying. Dear Lord in heaven, we have an opportunity today to refresh our prayer lives. We have a wonderful opportunity today to say, God, it doesn't matter what time of day or night, I'm going to have a chat with you. I'm in a hospice on Friday night. This Friday just gone. We got a text, please can you go to the hospice? We've been asked to go. So you go. You know, as I got in the car, went straight away. And you sit there holding the hand of a lovely brother in Christ. Known him for 19 years. And in his last hours of life. And you pray... And you bless. And inside you're completely broken. But you ask for the Holy Spirit to help you. A strength comes, a peace comes. 
Something that is way beyond my emotions and my feelings at that moment in time. I, I would have preferred to have run as many miles away from, from that point as I could. But with the help of God, I was able to stay a minister. That's my latest experience. We have called for help and the Holy Spirit has come. The Holy Spirit pleads for us to God in our prayer time. Secondly, uh, thirdly, sorry. The Holy Spirit prevails. Verse 27, we read that. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with his will. In accordance with his will. I'm very grateful for the Holy Spirit who prevails for me. I've got stickability, I like to think. But the Holy Spirit gives me the spiritual unction that I need to prevail. It was in my teenage years that in an experience I, I had with God, I determined from that moment on that in my life, whatever I was praying for, I would never, ever give up. While I'm holding the hand of a guy in a hospice on Friday night, and praying with him. I'm asking for the miraculous work of God to come to his life. If it's his time to be with Jesus in heaven, so be it. But I prefer to see him walking around and going for a coffee. You see, in my life, I've seemingly, seemingly, seemingly experienced the success of prayer times. I got in a car when we lived in Hull and travelled as fast as I could over to Lancashire where my dad was really ill. And as we arrived at the bungalow, there was an ambulance outside and my dad had been shuffled in the back of the ambulance. And I got out of my car, jumped in the back of the ambulance and said to the ambulance man, uh, can I pray for my dad? And very graciously, I think he was in shock, uh, this guy jumping in the back and saying, can I pray for my dad? He said, yeah, Sure. And I commanded a spirit of death to come off my dad in the back of an NHS ambulance. And he had another 12 years of life. The self-same man that did that prayed and asked God for healing for my mum. And I missed mum's passing away by 10 minutes going across. So you see, the, the reality is, I understand what this is like. It, it, it's easy for me to, to, put my, to put my feet in and say, oh, I really naffed off with God and missed my mum's passing away. I should have been holding her hand at that time. I'd seen her the day before, thank God, but, you know, I should, should have been there. I can hold on to that and keep to it. But I prefer to rejoice in the fact that I'm seeing mum one day in heaven, but also the fact that I could get in the back of an ambulance in faith, in faith, not in my strength, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, command a spirit of death to come off my dad, and he had 12 more years of life. Then this is where we're in, folks. It's this holy dynamic of our faith. There's nothing, there's nothing really in the place where we can tell God what to do. We've got to expect the impossible to be possible. We've got to expect when the money's running out of our bank account, we can ask God for a miracle, and a miracle will take place. We can, we can be in a place where in our workplace it may be awful. We may feel, I don't want to be here. We ask God for a miracle, and a miracle takes place. Hey, listen, we can be here in church. We can pray on a Sunday morning, as we've prayed this morning. God, would you send people off the streets and let them walk through the door? Listen, when you've experienced that, we were in Argentina. We'd been asked to go and pray with the pastor, his wife, and two of the leaders. And it was in the converted shop in Buenos Aires. So we were dropped off in, in this bus to, to go and meet this couple. So, so we go in, and it's a place one and a half times the length, about the same width. And inside was all these plastic patio chairs. That's all they could afford. 
And we went to the front, met with the pastor, and we was praying there, started to pray. And the, the door back, at the back of this, this church, which had been a shop, opened. And the person came in and slowly walked down the aisle and said, would you pray for me? They haven't been invited. They just come off the street. Believe it or not, as we're praying for that person, the door opens. Another person walks in off the street, walks down. Do you know, within minutes, there was a queue of people, a queue of people down the middle of the aisle, all coming in. People were led on the floor in the spirit, was prophesying all this. The person came back to pick us up in the coach to take us back to the hotel. We said, look, but the thing is, we've got all these people wanting prayer. We'd not invited them in. Who was outside directing people into a, a converted shop? This is what the Holy Spirit... Look, when you've experienced something like this, you can never be the same. You can never be the same. I want you to experience that today. I want you to experience that this week. I want something maybe of a wake-up call in our chats with God, our communication. So often we can dwell on the things that aren't important in life. But we need to say, God, in your grace, in your mercy, take me. Take me. Use this day. Let this be a day where significantly I can impact the life of a other. It can be a cup of coffee, but with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the blessing of God, that can make a difference to the life of another. It can be a telephone call, a letter, an email, whatever. But God, take us this week, folks. In our Christian faith, I don't want to get to heaven and think, oh, I've wasted time. I want every minute of my life to be of value. And here we read clearly, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. On those moments when I feel weak, it's been a hard day. And you feel really tired. And the telephone goes, or you get a text, can you do this and can do that? In my own weakness, I ask for the Holy Spirit to come and to help. And I can say this, the Holy Spirit has never, ever let me down. Confession's good for the soul. I've let God down on numerous occasions. I've let the Holy Spirit down on occasions. I've had promptings. Promptings of the Holy Spirit to, to get... Do you know, as a teenager, I, I remember asked ask to receive the gift of interpretation. And I was in this meeting, and I'd been, been asking, and been prayed for, and uh, believed that I received it. And there was a message in tongues in the service. And uh, I, I just felt, oh, you know, shaking my tummy. Oh, yeah, I think I should, think I should, think I should. No, I won't, no, I won't. Yeah, I really should. I should, really should. No, I won't, no, no, I won't. And I went home really distressed about that and said to me, Dad, look, I did that tonight. Somebody else got up and gave the interpretation. My dad said, look, don't be disappointed. God will have his way and do what he wants to do. But the thing is, use that as an encouragement to get on and do it. Maybe I'm speaking to somebody in here this morning. You feel you've got prophetic words. You feel that God has blessed you with with words of knowledge and wisdom. It's time for you to take a grip and take the step of faith. This church will be the better for a much easier flow of the Holy Spirit. Any church in the nation will be the same. Message in tongues, interpretation, prophetic words, words of wisdom. We can all benefit from that. And here we read quite clearly that the, the Holy Spirit prevails on our behalf, encourages never to give up. In my own strength, I could give up. But the Holy Spirit inspires me to keep on going. I will never, ever give up praying and asking God for an answer to prayer. Doors may have shut in your life and you've given up asking God. Please, this morning I implore you, don't let those situations impact you for the rest of your life and for eternity. Look at those situations. Do not blame God for anything. But say, God, will you come? Restore, renew, and do what needs to be done. I close with this. There was a fantastic man called George Muller who opened orphanages and schools. That man was, was incredible that in, in his lifetime, 
10,024 children were able to go through his orphanages and have a great start in life. 120,000 children were educated. Let me say that again, in 112 schools. 120,000 children were educated. It caused so much a concern that even in our Houses of Parliament, MPs stated that the work of George Muller was bringing children to a place in society above the level where they should be living. He was a man called George Muller who seemingly had nothing. And one of his testimonies was being in one of his orphanages one day. And uh, the tables were all laid out for breakfast. But there was nothing on the table. The larder was empty. Everything. The children came down to eat and George Muller took the hand of one of the little girls and said, Come, let's ask God and see him work for us. I've tried to picture this. Whether it was 20 kids or whatever in this orphanage at the time. Empty tables, breakfast time. This very humble man called George Muller took the hand of a little girl. And stood in front of those kids. Said, dear Lord Jesus. Please would you provide for us this day. There was a knock on the door instantly. As he'd finished. He went to the door and there was the local baker. The local baker said, I've got these baskets of bread for you. The baker had been woken at 2am in the morning. Before George Muller had even asked. And he was challenged to bake extra bread for the orphanage in the town. And so he brought the basket of bread in and gave it. The door closed and went away. Within seconds, the door knocked again. And outside was the local milkman who said, the wheel's gone loose on my cart outside and I can't deliver the milk. I don't want it to go off. Please would you accept all the milk off the cart? The kids have breakfast. It is very simple, folks, this morning. It's a story that we can take on board and throw it away. Or we can believe that God can when others don't. Praying in the Spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit adds a whole new dimension to life that I want for the rest of my life. As I have experienced in my life gone by. You may be in this meeting this morning and say, Mark, I'm hearing what you talk about this relationship with God. I haven't got that. I don't believe that I I have this, this relationship with God, but I would like to. We've got a prayer that comes up on, on the front screen here now. and We're all going to say it together. At the end of it, I'm going to ask if anybody has shared that prayer with me. And if so, this is your morning. I want you just to put your hand up so that I can come and see you at the end of the service and have a chat with you. So this is how the prayer goes. And I'd like us, please, to say it all together so we've got that nice corporate sound. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I have lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Just close our eyes. If anybody has said that prayer for the first time this morning or has recommitted to life to Jesus, would you just put your hand up right now so that I can come and have a chat with you at the end of the service? Anybody in this venue before we move on? Thank you. That's good. Anybody else in the venue this morning? Right. So now what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit just, just to come. And I'm going to give the opportunity for us now to put into practice what we've been talking about. 
if there's anybody in here this morning with a health issue, I really would like you just to come and stand with me at the front down here. Is there anybody with a health issue? Just get out of your seat and come and stand here. That's it. Don't be shy. Very safe. Everything's fine. I'm not going to ask you to do anything unusual or unique. Just come and stand in. That's it. Spread out a bit so we've got some space. Please come and stand here. Let's have a single line across the top. Thank you. Now then, this is where we go. I want the healing power of God to come upon these lives this morning. But I want you to help me. So if you're in this venue this morning, you've listened to what I've talked about, you may say, Mark, I, I haven't got the faith for this. That's why we have the Holy Spirit to help us. I would like to invite those who are willing to stand now and come and just touch one of these lives. Let's see how many people we can get. Come on, don't be shy. We'll create space, and if, if there's not room behind, just push them gently forward one space. I just want one person to, to each initially, and then we can double upon that. So please, let's make sure everybody is covered and prayed for. We need some, some prayers here. That's good. Got some space here. Right, now then, as far as I can see, everybody has got somebody behind them praying for them, or two people. And somebody's going to be really blessed with three. No, I'm joking. It's, it's God that does this. Right, what I'm going to ask for now is for the Holy Spirit of God to come with healing. And I'm going to ask that as you lay hands upon those with needs this morning, the blessing of God richly will come and healings will take place. So come Holy Spirit right now, I ask, in Jesus' name. And in faith, we humbly come before the presence of God and ask for you to bring healings of a divine order into every life that is being prayed for this morning. And now, as you're standing, you pray for these people now, for the blessing of God to come upon them. Come Holy Spirit, release you right now. Kisada Baba Dege. Healing power of God to flow, 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 flow this morning. Yeah, spirit, soul and body, be free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be free, be free in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Strength to legs right now. Bring order right now in Jesus' name. Mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. More of you. More of you. More of you. And so I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak healing into your bodies right now. Spirit, soul, and body. Be refreshed by the Holy Spirit of God. Be refreshed. Be refreshed by the Holy Spirit of God right now. In Jesus' name. Be enriched. Know the blessing of God upon you this week in a way that you've never experienced before. Take what God gives. Give it away. Take what God gives. Give it away. Speak life to your neighbours. Speak life to your work colleagues. Speak life in Morrison's or whatever shops you're, you're shopping this week. Let the richness of God be upon you right now. And in faith, I say, be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, go and have the best week of your life. I believe Jared's around somewhere with some dulcet tones with the crew who's going to lead us now in a song of worship before we finish. 
healings come, Lord. And those who've taken the step of faith this morning, that's the first. It can't be the last time. Carry on with this. Amen. Bless you, Lord.
never let go, Lord, you never let go of me. Oh, I can see a light that is coming for the heart that holds on. There will be, and there will be an end to these troubles, but until that day, still I will, still I will praise you. Still I will praise you. Thank you, Lord, that you never let us go. Lord, we will cling to you. Uh, a few things just this week, just gone, I went away with uh, some of the children. And uh, we stayed in a place where um, we had an open fire, which I needed to light three consecutive nights, and a barbecue, um, which I needed to light as well. Um, and I've, I've grown up in a house where you just flick a switch on the wall and the central heating kicks in. And thankfully, a, a really good friend helped me and showed me how to light a fire. But each time it was different. I'd got the wood, I'd got the newspaper, I'd got the match, and sometimes it lit straight away sometimes it didn't and I was beginning to get frustrated and just that um, sense of God saying we can do so much in our prayers we can come with our lists we can come with our wants and our needs but sometimes God's just saying actually and you know Mark said communication and communication is two-way and sometimes we just need to listen and just as I was blowing onto the fire to get those flames going Joel said to me Daddy, you're going to blow the flame out. And I said, no, if I do it gently enough, it will ignite. And just just sense God saying, just we just need to be gentle and allow him just to breathe gently into us and the fly, fires will ignite, the fires that we need tomorrow morning in our workplaces. So just as an encouragement to you. Also this Thursday, we have our revived prayer night at quarter to seven here on Thursday. So come along that to that and just listen to God. Spend some time soaking in prayer. And you don't have to be an intercessor. <laughs> so have a blessed week. Join us for tea and coffee. Um, bless you guys. Amen. Yeah.